Uh, hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Eric and Merritt's Bizarre Adventure miniseries. I am your uh, mysterious masked co-host, Eric Thurm. Uh, and I'm Merritt Kay. Not going to do a... Uh, what? No, okay. I mean, no, I have, no, I have a question fine. for you. What? I have a question for you. Okay. How many breads have you eaten in your life? A lot. I don't know. Wow. Sorry. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, welcome to this mini series in which we will be going through uh, every season of the classic franchise JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, and showing different parts to different guests in an attempt to, uh, would you say, explore, explicate, uh, try to understand this franchise that, that both of us have strong feelings about? Yeah, I think hmm. I think JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is one of those things that once you get into it, you're like, oh yeah, this all makes sense, right? This is all just normal. Uh, and then I think you get a kind of perspective on it by stepping back and making someone else watch it because then you sort of have to explain why the buff nude men are fighting over a mask from thousands of years ago or uh, why the man has a hat with a razor blade on it and is very scared or, uh, you know, all of these things. And um, I think we're all going to come to a deeper appreciation of, uh, well, it's art really, isn't it? Yes, I think that's correct. I think it's art. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm really excited uh, to have with us our, our first guest uh, for this miniseries, uh, Sadie Dupuis, a poet, musician, uh, label boss, not by, I don't know if how you, if you're comfortable with sort of with a B word. I like uh, to say label editor in chief. Sure. Label, <laughs> label editor in chief, all sorts of, uh, really great things. Um, joining us, uh, basically to, to talk about that, uh, the experience of watching Phantom Blood for the first time. Sadie, how, how are you doing I'm today? Your, your first guest. I mean, I'm probably still recovering from watching this, uh, bizarre show. Um, I'm doing fine. Uh, <laughs> I am taste testing teas this morning. So as I've been doing for like three weeks, so pretty good Saturday. How are, how are the, how are the teas today? Uh, today I'm trying, we've been doing special merch for this album that comes out, um, next month. And we did a hot sauce, which was really good. And I'm working on a tea now with a local, uh, they're called, it's called craft tea. It's just like a local Philly, um, person who makes very fancy teas. And he has sent me, I don't even know how many different variations on it, but today it's a slightly smokier version. And I really like it, but I'm worried that I'm alone in liking such smoky teas. So I'm going to try to have other people's thoughts. <laughs> this is all I think about because I've been doing it for like three <laughs> weeks. So uh, eh, pretty good. Saturday. It's like basically, basically the same uh, as the plot of, of Jojo. Um, you know, it is basically the same. Something else I've been obsessing over for three yes. weeks. Well, we, closer we'll, to the plot yeah, of Jojo. We'll, we'll get into that once we, once we get into the show. Sure, um, sure. And also, hopefully, we'll talk more about about the the album because I I feel like thematically it fits very well with like this particular part of the series. Oh, I didn't um, even mean my album. I meant the OC. No, I know, I know. <laughs> okay. No, cool. oh, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about the OC. Great, uh, thank God. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't know how not to at this point. Uh, before we get into this, normally when we uh, have guests, 
uh, I like to ask them sort of what their general history with anime is and if they know anything about the specific uh, thing that we're talking about. So, yeah, I, I know you're a big Sailor Moon fan, uh, but, it, you know, sort of what, generally speaking, is your anime fandom and it, what, if anything, did you know about JoJo before watching these episodes? I would say I'm a very casual anime fan. Um, one of my favorite shows is Paranoia Agent, and I named the first Sad 13 album after a character from it. Um, I really liked Serial Experiments Lane. I love Fooly Cooly. Uh, That kind of vein of anime is sort of where I'm at with my adult anime fandom. But as a kid, I was super into, yes, Sailor Moon. Um, I had some Tenchi like cell art in my my childhood bedroom. I obviously had a lot of friends. Um, And yeah, that's that's sort of. Wait, but Sidi, have you seen that show? Because I feel like I don't know anyone who's actually seen it. We just. Tenchi Muyo? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen like all of it. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Wait, aren't there like six different series? There's yeah, a lot. but Tenshi Muyo is like and the, there's video games. The like the original OE, OAV, I think. You know. Yeah, well, it played on Cartoon Network when I was growing up. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's... then uh, you could also go to the mall and get VHS. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> the anime store. Yeah. It was a little like. Get a wall scroll. <laughs> I did have a wall scroll. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's so good. Uh, I can't, wow. Yeah. Did, did and I you... loved Ranma one half too. That was my other like mm-hmm. childhood one growing up. Classic, classic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, did you know anything about JoJo going into this? Slash, I, I'm asking more specifically if you uh, had spoken to to Audrey about it. So um, I think Michael DeForge, our mutual friend, is a big fan. Mm-hmm. If I'm not wrong. Um, so I think I've just seen posting about the show. I had a feeling Audrey would know about it, but I wanted to go in without doing my typical research. So I only texted her when I was like halfway through episode three. And surprisingly, she told me she's read all the manga, but she hasn't watched the show. Yeah, that's a, uh, not to get off on too big of a tangent, but I think that's a sticking point in at least my conversations with her about, uh, uh, this type of media because Audrey has, for example, read uh, a lot of the one piece manga, uh, which just like there are a thousand episodes of that show. There is absolutely no way uh, I will be dipping my toe into those waters. When we talk about Audrey, just so people know, we mean Audrey Z Whitesides, who's one of my bandmates and um, one of my favorite nerds in this whole world. Uh, Yeah. Frequent uh, uh, reference point on the show, particularly because we did the original Gundam uh, so oh, goodness. Char- yes. Character character in the, the lore of the podcast. Um, right. uh, anyway. She knows uh, all about them. <laughs> yes. Uh, Merit, do you, since this is the first installment, do you want to talk about your introduction to JoJo? And then I think one thing that we're going to try to do for this mini series is uh, sort of every episode, Merit will attempt to explain the premise of, of JoJo, which you sort of did a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. The very first time that I saw, so I watched the anime before I read any of the, the manga. Um, like Audrey, I have read pretty much all of it, except the most recent part, which is still ongoing. Um, but the first time I was exposed to it was like, God, like 2013. Um, I, 
was living in Seattle and had just broken up with uh, with someone. I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship and it was like a really horrible breakup. Uh, and I just needed to watch something that would just like distract me and be ridiculous. And I don't think it had been that long since the, I think Phantom Blood, the adaptation of it was like that year, right? Or like the year before? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, everyone's talking about this weird show, Jojo, and um, got to watch something. And I just want something like really silly and like, not uh, too emotionally involving. And so I just started watching it. And uh, at first I was just like, this is just, this is a lot of English people uh, yelling at each other (laughs) in Japanese. Um, But uh, yeah, I guess it grew on me pretty quickly. And by the time I got to part two, I think, I watched all of um, part one and two before three started. Like, I think I was waiting on Stardust Crusaders, which is part three, which is like the big, really like famous one that most people know when you like talk about Jojo. Part one, I think, is like uh, one of the lesser known just because it's so different. Audrey seemed astonished that this was the one that I was watching for the podcast. Yeah, it's much more traditional um it's then like a lot of the other parts it's really based a lot on things like fist of the north star as just like an adventure anime where like some man has to get good at punching so he can go kick the shit out of a monster uh, whereas later parts when just, they do I, yeah uh whereas later parts just get really silly and the structure is like really different but this is kind of like the most classic like adventure anime story um and um, yeah, that that was seven years ago. Wow! Oh yeah, my god, Sadie, are you uh, familiar with this of the North Star? I like have a, a little like research note I wanted to drop in here that I was going to do later, but since we're talking about it now, uh, no, I have no idea what that is. Okay, so what is it? so so Fist of the North Star uh, is this series that was very very popular in the eighties. That, like Merit said, is like about men punching each other. It's like uh, post-apocalyptic. Okay. Uh, I would love uh, for you, because I, I think I think this will give you a sense of like how JoJo changes over time. If you Google Kenshiro, Fist of the North Star, uh, right now. Should I do it right now? Yeah, do it right now. You will see um, a character who looks, I think, tell me how similar this character looks to uh, Jonathan Joestar, the protagonist of what you watched. Fist of the North Star. What character am I looking at? Uh, Kenshiro. Okay. They're the same picture. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty close. Uh, pretty similar. And now I want you to to look up, and hopefully our listeners will follow along with this. Uh, Hirohiko Araki, who is the the mangaka who writes JoJo, drew a picture of Kenshiro a few years ago. Uh, that sort of uses the more modern JoJo style. So I would love, just l- look that up. Uh, if you look for a Rocky, A-R-A-K-I, that's a, uh, Kenshiro that's drawing. Se- that's a pretty sexy outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this. This is a very good picture. Like, God, yeah. No, because it's true. The series like starts off very just like, just serious dudes punching. 
and then just gets more and more Gucci as it goes on. Mm. Until he's nice until he's just here. literally doing collabs with Gucci. Yes. <laughs> you why'd you put me on this season? That sounds like where I want to be. No, this season's fun too. It, it's you, fun. You got and rude it, boys, and um, there's more interesting horror stuff too. But it just it, that gives you a sense of like right. Originally, he thinks that men be like this, and now he thinks that men be like that. Well, uh, I think I like the now. Yeah, wearing the wearing the. I I didn't realize those were pants when I first saw this image. I thought Kenshiro was wearing booty shorts, uh, which I was very excited about because of the the rip on the thigh. Uh, oh. And the, the sort of like midi, you know, like pocket chains, uh, just That'd very be a good move too. Very His underwear very good. is very loose fitting and it's distracting. Mm-hmm. Yes, very just classic. Gets in that fit. Come on, uh, classic uh, in the the franchise. Merit, do you do you feel like you've comfortably explained? I feel like you you haven't quite attempted to explain the premise of the oh, show. Oh, you want to explain? Uh, yeah, because then, then I'm going to the do show? our like formal introduction. Yeah, I think that Can should be I part just, of the challenge. Um, flag something to both of please, you maybe please. We, we'd cut this off maybe like every three minutes i'm losing your audio for like three seconds at a time and i feel like i understand what's going on but if i say anything in response that's not what like we're talking about just let me know because okay yeah that's just google talk i know unfortunately. i know yeah um but it, it won't be on the recording and it seems like it's been fine so far yeah, yeah. Just in case you asked me about a dog and I start talking about a vampire, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, oh god, that poor dog. On this show, they're the same thing. Um. Okay. Yeah. So you want me to explain what the whole series, or just this? Part? Yeah. Just, just explain it to me like I'm a child. Like, let's say okay. I'm sort of like a nice five year old, and who wants to know what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure well, is about? I would say too soon. Too soon. At age five. Yeah, I think there's we, a yeah. mask digging into brains. Right. I don't think we should teach kids about JoJo in in <laughs> kindergarten. I don't think, Second you know, grade maybe. Yeah, I think we should leave that to parents. Okay. Like, I don't <laughs> think the schools should get involved. <laughs> um, you know, politicians these days want to teach kids that it's OK to put on a stone mask that turns you into a vampire. But that's really just it's not traditional. Um I'm going to try to explain it just based on part one really quickly, because I think the explanation is different depending on each, each part. Yes. Um, part one basically is like the genesis of the whole conflict across the entire series, which is Dio Brando versus the Joestar family. Um, Dio Brando is an orphan who is taken in after his uh, father dies by the rich Joestar family. And uh, he hates them and kind of uh, his motivations aren't totally clear. I think his whole thing basically is he has a chip on his shoulder and he hates rich people and uh, he wants to he thinks that he should be rich and powerful. And uh, in his pursuit of that goal, he turns himself into a vampire, uh, befriends Jack the Ripper and um eats a lot of people before he's stopped by um, by the combined powers of an Italian man and uh, a rugby player. That's pre- I think that's Spoiler. pretty good. Yeah. yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. They they do beat Dio. Spoilers. Spoilers. There's an Italian man. Jack uh, the Ripper later. is going to show up. Oh, oh yes. He, yeah. He does <laughs> yeah. Jack the Ripper is canonically a character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's fine. Uh, for one episode. That makes sense. Uh, uh, 
this is this is sort of the the my formal attempt at introducing the franchise and i'm gonna sort of uh try to be as clear as possible so that everyone can follow along uh so this is jojo's bizarre adventure phantom blood based on the long-running manga series by hirohiko araki and animated by studio david Jojo's Bizarre Adventure loosely follows the members of the Joestar family as they encounter a series of supernatural enemies, mystical artifacts, and well-oiled men. Phantom Blood, the first part of the series, takes place in the 1880s and focuses on Jonathan Joestar, the only son of wealthy British aristocrat George. After bandit Dario Brando accidentally saves George's life, he adopts Dario's son Dio, a smirking bastard who conspires to ruin Jonathan's life for basically no reason. Various other items and people become entangled in their feud, including a stone mask with occult powers, a rare poison, and a street thug with a cool hat named Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Uh, the manga was originally published in Shonen Jump in 1987, and the anime series aired on Tokyo MX in October and November of 2012. So this this uh, season is only nine episodes long. Uh and sort of, if you were to look at a graph of the franchise and the length of the, ch- the the parts, they just basically get linearly longer. So this one is nine episodes. Part two, Battle Tendency, is like 17 episodes. Part three is like 50 episodes. And then they just like keep expanding um, to the point that the currently running uh, manga part, Jojo Lion, I believe has been running since 2011. Mara, is that right? Do you know? What has? Jojo Lion. Oh. I believe it's been running since 2011. It's been going for a while, for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, let's, I have like some personnel notes that maybe we'll, we'll talk about if we get into specific things, but like, yeah, Sadie, what was your your impression of this? Uh uh other than the fact that or if you want to start with the the, the sort of comparison that you drew <laughs> to another canonical work <laughs> yes, of television. Yes. I'm very happy to to talk about uh, the only reference point left in my brain. Um I've been watching The OC for the first time for the past 3 weeks and I'm almost done with it, which, you know, I think there's probably 90 something episodes of the show, which gives you a sense of how many I'm watching per day. Um, it's too many. So, uh, the plot of the OC is that a blonde boy who likes to punch people is, uh, taken in and sometimes favored by his new strong eyebrowed rich dad, which, um, gotta say striking similarity (laughs) to the plot of this season of Jojo. Granted, Ryan Atwood is not, evil um i just can't with with dio he killed my favorite character 21 minutes into the the show which is the he does kill the dog yeah he does kill danny brown the the... Uh, (laughs) so um yeah i'm looking at everything through oc goggles and uh that's that's where i landed with this (laughs) so i i have not seen uh the oc merit have you seen the oc I watched the OC when it was airing, like, but I didn't watch it religiously. Like I have seen it. I, here's what I remember about the OC. Sandy Cohen's eyebrows. Um, uh, Misha Barton is there. And that's pretty much it. (laughs) The theme song. Uh, so I have a question as someone who has not watched the OC 
At what point do the vampires show up in that mm. one? Hmm. I mean, we could argue right in episode one, since it's about wealth and inequality in a rich part of California. We could argue there's vampires from the moment uh, we meet all of wow. the Cohen's neighbors in Newport Beach. Well, I think the world is a vampire, personally. Um, <laughs> no, I bet Seth Cohen agrees with you. <laughs> Uh, we've been talking about Seth Cohen a lot lately too, just because he's a, he's a villain. He's the Dio of the show, frankly, really he's an utter villain in my opinion. Wow. I don't remember much about that character other than the fact that he's a real doofus. And, uh, I went to college with someone who was constantly mistaken for the guy who played him. Wow. Why I feel like I remember that actor's actual name. That probably would have been a good time to like be mistaken for that dude. Like now, yeah. I don't know, but no, now no one knows who he is. I don't think to I'm, me, he's like the front person from the Jennifer's Body band. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Another movie that probably similarities to JoJo. Jennifer's Body would be a good anime. Where Jennifer's Demons. Body is like basically Tomi is like the Jennifer's closest. Jennifer's we'll Body get. is like right in the middle of JoJo and the OC. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on the spectrum. Uh, the only two types of listen. There are two types of stories in this world: the right. OC at JoJo's this Bizarre is Adventure. Well known, yeah. Jung, I think, said that. Uh, he, um, he did. And well, so I, I want to actually because the like class stuff is one of the things I wanted to talk about because from what I'm understanding from your description of the OC, uh, it has the same dynamic except that the rich boy is actually the evil one. Um, he's not really evil. He's not That's evil. my. He's it's just, just you know, just the show is, is ridiculous. Annoying. Yeah, he's horrible to all the the girls. As is Dio, in uh, in in this right. That's and I, fair. I, but he, honestly, Dio is very much like Seth because he kisses Erina. Is that her name? Yes. He's like, it doesn't matter if she wanted it. <laughs> like, oh my I gosh. just did it. Seth, I, I keep joking that the OC could have instead been called what I think is a very catchy title girls tell boys they don't want to date and the boys don't listen. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think God, an interesting thing about the arena about that scene. So first of all, if you're not aware you or listeners, that scene has become probably the biggest meme in part one, along with the Brad's line, which uh, later on. So you haven't seen this part, but um, basically uh, spoilers. Uh, yeah, Dio survives that house fire. Um, I think you see that in part three. In the audio just three. totally cut out for that spoiler, so you kind of saved me. Oh, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll find out during the episode. So yeah, Dio uh, after surviving the house fire uh, goes and like sets himself up in a castle, and then Jonathan has to go and like fight him. And uh, at one point, he says like some character is like how many innocent people's blood did you drink to heal your wounds? And he's like, do you remember how many breads you've eaten in your life? Um, <laughs> that's like from a bad translation. I think it's like loaves of bread in the official one. But uh, so that's probably the second most Pretty twisted. popular line. Um, but it was me, Dio, is like the phantom blood meme. Um, like you thought, blah, blah, blah. But it was me, Dio. And it's like, <laughs> okay, very funny. And also like, 
Yeah, he did do a bit of a sexual assault. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, yeah, a little bit. But the interesting thing to me about that is like, um, the whole motivation for that is just uh, Dio hurting Jonathan. Like, Arena is incidental to that. It, Arena f- is the same role as Danny uh, in part one, in that she is just a way for Dio to hurt Jonathan. And really, like, the show is just about. It's like the dude show, right? Like it's like the other characters exist to be emotional. Like they're like the Krillins almost. Sure. Well, it's it's funny that you bring that up actually because I was recently rereading uh, the classic Eve Sedgwick text between men, uh, which talks through a lot of sort of literary ways that men use women to triangulate their relationships. And there actually is an entire chapter about Phantom Blood, in which Eve Sedgwick does, like, a very close reading. Of oh, the, Jack was, Halberstam helped out with that one? Yes, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that that, uh, that that really is, like, the the purpose of the show. I mean, the thing I come back to when I rewatched these episodes is the, like, ask the lads who are always there. I don't know, Sadie, how you felt about the lads. These, like, dudes in the town who hate Jonathan because he's like oh, yeah. kind of a rich wimp. And then they're like, well, actually, first of all, see, did you, did you watch the sub or the dub? I watched the sub. Uh, cause in, so I don't remember what it's like in the sub in the dub. Those dudes are just like, Dio's the right bastard in it. He's the only <laughs> one who's courageous enough to make out with arena. Well, I, well, I, I, would I get, wish I had watched the dub. I would get a big spanking if I was as bold as Dio. <laughs> it's like it's like those bastards. What? They just like sound like that. Like every time Dio does anything, they're like, "Damn, Dio, what a beautiful bastard!" You get a sense of that <laughs> from the subtitle. And they, they, it's it's really really incredible. And they just like these dudes like go around being like, "Damn, like we sim for Dio hard." Yeah, uh, they're that way. And there's a lot of um. Bloke, chap, blimey, crikey, mm-hmm. in the, crikey, especially, I was loving. <laughs> this uh, is how the, English people talk. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know. That's what it's like. That's historical research in that's the 1880s. That's in the 1880s. All One Victorians of my favorites, talk like that. I think um, during the death of George Joestar I, mm-hmm. which, is there a George Joestar II? I wasn't no. Wait, is he sure. Yeah, there is. Is he called the first there? I think he is, yeah. Really? That's weird. That's like calling it the first world war. Um yeah, there's a second because uh what's his name's dad is is also named George, isn't he? The fighter pilot. Oh, Joseph's dad. Yeah. Oh, who, yeah. Who gets killed by a vampire zombie or whatever? Yes. Sorry. Yes. Well, when uh, when he dies, I believe it's Robert E.O. Speedwagon who says that they're the greatest spoon-fed blokes he knows. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Rich people are good now. <laughs> I I do love I do love that Speedwagon's whole thing is that he hates rich people, which is why he does crimes on Ogre Street. Also great name for a street. Ogre Street, yes. The most perilous street in London. Uh Cord, my favorite part of Glee, Cord Ogre Street. Um and nope. and mm-hmm. but that he's like I like the cut of this guy's jib. And then he just like instinctively knows that the Joe stars are the only good rich people. Uh, uh, and it's like, I, I don't really, I, it's not really worth parsing. I don't think, but I do think it's very funny that the, the show 
Araki is clearly like somewhat aware of the fact that the protagonist is like the landed gentry and is just going to beat the shit out of this guy who like, you know, grew up getting into bar fights and having to like swindle people for dinner and stuff. Um, right. Isn't there, there's like a chess scene in those episodes, I think where Dio's like in a bar and he like beats someone in some game. Is he playing chess with his father or I forget. I don't remember. There's a scene where he's like talking to his father and he's just like, fucking hate you, dad. You're fucking bullshit. Fuck you. And his dad's like, go and live with the Joe stars. They'll take care of you. And then he, I think he kills his dad, right? He does. He kills his dad. And then he, he literally spits on his dad's grave. Yes. He uses the same poison that he uses on George. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and to, to talk about the, the memes for a second to, to go back to the, it was me Dio meme. I read an interview for this uh, with now Katsu Tsuda, who is sort of like the creative executive director of the JoJo series. Uh, and in this interview with Anime News Network, he says, uh, this is this is the quote, the JoJo graphic novels over the years have become something of an internet meme, or at least they are the source of a lot of internet memes. One thing we can do today that wouldn't have been possible 20 years ago is pick up on already established memes and see how we can pull those into the anime. Uh, which I think is interesting because all of that stuff, that's like the it was me Dio line and like whatever other things, I think they actually do a really good job of like letting those breathe and be memeable without calling too much attention to it. Cause there's not like a like winking, like, haha, like we know that you idiots are going to like gift this part. They mm-hmm. just sort of like give it some room. Um, which is, I think one of the, the like visual and like directing things that I appreciated on this rewatch. I don't know. Uh, see, what did you think of the like look of the show? I thought it, uh, I watched it with Dylan and we had a difference of opinion. I thought it looked cool. Uh, I liked the the animation style. I liked the textures and colors. I thought it looked good. Um, I kind of, I didn't know vampires were coming, but I feel like I could, I could sense <laughs> that vampires were on the horizon just mm-hmm. from how it looked. Um, yeah. yeah I, I like the look of it. 1880s England. I feel like vampires are always like the threat of vampires is always there. That's it's that's like true. it's like implied, you know. But just you know, every character has very intense uh, eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could just smell a vampire from that. <laughs> They're all I just weirdly bulky. That what is perhaps my favorite line is not a meme, which was Dio reviewing dogs and saying their bootlicking disgusts me. <laughs> Zero out of ten to dogs. <laughs> he hates as he a really, concept. He really hates Danny, who is a beautiful Lady Gaga looking dog. Uh, and then also, I just I have to f- fixate on the dog because I just really loved I really loved Danny. He didn't get mm-hmm. his due. But um, Jojo's <laughs> feeding Danny grapes early on. And I'm like, maybe Jojo actually murdered what are you Danny. Doing? Yeah. Grapes are toxic for for little Danny's. Can't eat a dog. Uh, you can't eat grapes, dog. Um, no. So it's funny you fixated on the dog because there's sort of an ongoing joke that Hirohiko Araki has never seen a dog in his life (laughs) and uh, has no idea what a fucking dog looks like. I think Danny actually looks like kind of like a dog, right? He's a little horse-like, but he's a a dog for sure. So in part three, there's a character um, called Iggy who is 
like an English uh, bulldog, I think, or French bulldog. And uh, he changes appearance like halfway through the series when he just like redraws him. Neither of them look like a dog. Yeah, I was it's just, like a four-legged animal with yeah, like, should, a man's should, face. On just it. Google Hirohiko Araki dogs, and you will find he basically he saw one dog, and over oh, time like has it. slowly slowly forgotten okay, what it looked like. I'm looking at Danny now, and this is not uh, this is not really a dog either. This is like a child saw a dog. He's like kind of a dog. I don't know. I feel like Danny's like enough of a dog. Iggy looks like um when people do the, the thing where they superimpose a face. What the like Snapchat thing? It looks yes. like a blend of a they just put a person's face on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like it. There's a lot of really heartwarming. Danny looks more realistic, I think. I'm looking at I searched uh Danny Jojo and there's some some heartwarming uh drawings. Of uh, Jonathan being reunited with Danny in heaven, and uh, Jesus, oh, thank God, yeah, uh, yeah. Danny's uh, face is pretty weird, huh? It's pretty weird. Also, yeah, Dio just fucking like what, like knees that dog in the face. That's the fir- their first interaction, and then I yeah, believe yeah. he puts him in the furnace. That he puts him in the incinerator. Yeah, and Isn't I it- knew the moment they met, mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. when this dog dies, I am going to scream. Yep. And like eight minutes later, that is, that's another thing about Jojo is like dogs don't do well in this show. Like whenever a dog shows up, it's like, I think Hirohiko Rocky might also might actually hate dogs. Like see, I don't think he hates dogs. I think so. My theory on this is that he uses basically he like fridges dogs because he doesn't know enough about women to be able to appropriately fridge them. Do you know what I mean? So he does it to I think the way he uses dogs is like just like uh, to show that a guy is evil. No, that's what I'm saying yeah. though. Right? Is it like and it like motivates right the other to be like, oh, like this person's evil and it's going to motivate like the JoJo in this part. Sorry, uh, but he- I found a picture uh-huh. of the cover. Sorry, breaking news. Oh breaking- no! <laughs> oh no! Of the cover of no! part one with. Uh, oh no! I hate. Sorry, describe this. I hate with it. Jonathan and Dio standing in front of like. Is this- it when someone drew the dog into like a muscly? Yes. Human? Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I found That's that too. Classic. The dog is the secret third character. Yeah. Uh, uh, it seems other people have also picked up on the. Uh, Jojo feeding Danny grapes and that that is very toxic to dogs. I found a couple memes also. Dogs are not. If you see a dog doing this, it is not okay. Stop posting it. Also, I'm looking at these pictures now and remembering like, it's really funny how in, I think the first episode, is it the first two episodes or just the first one? Everyone looks like a person. Like people look like kind of normal. And then, Starting in like episode two, because episode two is like eight years later. Episode two, they're suddenly super built. They're suddenly just like always wearing like, like uh, football pads underneath their clothes. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like when you turn 16 in Judge's Bizarre Adventure, you just become like 200 pounds of pure muscle. Um, Because later on too, like there are other characters who like, you sort of get used to his style of drawing people as these like huge, like walls of meat. But then you'll be like, wait, how old is Jotaro again? 16? Oh, okay. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's 16 years old. Okay. In in the first episode, I was like, Jojo kind of looks like Timothy Chalamet and the <laughs> women. And that was very short-lived. 
And now then he's, now he's big men. Now he's yeah. Timothy Chalamet if he just went to the gym every day. Timothy Chalamet in part two of Dune. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, <laughs> yeah. well, it's funny that you mention uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger because he Iraqi uses him as a reference. Where basically, like when he does interviews about the original inspiration for JoJo, he's like, "I don't know, man. It was the '80s. People were really into Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone." Does he actually say that? Yeah, he says that. Oh wow, I can yeah, tell he's this just, is like a bit says, or something. People, people were really into Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, they so were, just, everyone was into action heroes. Yeah. Uh, and then the other big influence visually is he talks about this trip to a museum uh, in Italy that he took uh, when he saw like a Renaissance statue and just like stared at it for a while and was like, damn, like people don't look like they don't be doing this in manga. He got Stendhal syndrome. Uh, and yeah, that's that's where Jojo pose comes from, uh, wow. because also the the ways that the people pose their bodies uh, also become sort of like increasingly physically impossible. Uh, in a, a very, very beautiful way, I think. So I I think something that might be kind of fun is um, for Sadie to guess what happens to some of the characters. Sure. Um, so obviously, oh obviously George... Oh, well, maybe we should, before we do that, maybe just we go should through. introduce Speedwagon because I oh. feel like he's the other character that we haven't talked about who is like in the first three episodes. Yeah, what did you think of Speedwagon? I mean, I fixated on his name more than anything. Mm-hmm. I think Robert E.O. <laughs> Speedwagon is maybe the best character name <laughs> I've ever so heard good. of. And even, I'm kind of interested in Joestar. Like, what, how's that a name? I think uh, it's just supposed to be, like, an English, like, I, I, I don't remember. I think he talked about it somewhere, and he's just like, oh, yeah, no, like, there weren't really any characters that were, like, non-Japanese, like, protagonists. I just wanted to have, like, an English guy and maybe that's what he thought an english name was you know, it, i love it, that he thought that yes so he he also <laughs> like uh re- this is like not really a spoiler like as the franchise goes on the characters become like more and more frequently named after bands mm-hmm. yeah of of whom Speedwagon is like the first although also the like pharmacist who gives dio the poison is named wang chung um God. uh which is like okay uh but <laughs> but uh, oh, Anne Zeppeli, who you have not met. But yeah. uh, I in the same interview with the director of the JoJo series, they talk about how they selected Roundabout by Yes as the ending credit song. Which is great. That, it's great. Because that also is like a huge meme now. But that I think that meme is like organic to the show. How much money did they pay for the rights to that? So they basically <laughs> say he basically says like they had to do some negotiations, but that Iraqi came to them with a list of songs and was like, you could pick any of these. And that was the one they could get the rights to. Interesting. Uh, uh, because he says, you know, Iraqi does not speak English. So when he listens to Western music, it's just like pure sound with no lyrical content, which I think explains a lot about the show. Uh, because you're like, yeah, of course, like this is what an English person's name is. <laughs> it's it. like that, uh, that video from like way. 10 or 15 years ago. That was like this, like Italian musician did like a, what English sounds like to what English songs sound like to non-English speakers. And it was just like sounds that sounded like they were English, but like were not like they didn't have any meaning to them. Um, yeah. Speaking of characters named after things. God, even in part one, it gets pretty silly. 
uh, in terms of like the the characters that show up. So obviously Dio named after Dio. Um, And I assume Brando is for Brando. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then you get people named, uh, yeah, you get like Wang Chung, you get Robert EO Speedwagon. Uh, Tom Petty is a character. Amazing. Uh, there's two it's, mugs. It's, it's actually Tom Petty, though. It's, it's one name. It's one Tom Petty. Uh, there's two characters who are like monk friends named Dyer and Straits. <laughs> okay. um, there's a uh, God. The Master. Um, Zeppeli. Oh, Zeppeli. There's uh, Poco. Uh, Tarkus and Bruford. Uh, what are those all for? I don't know if I know what that is. Uh, Tarkus and Bruford, they're um, like prog musicians. Yeah. I forget. Most of the names um, are at I least have in the early from part. from the closing credits. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was like really, really into prog. He sort of starts expanding as it goes on, but most of the early ones. There is also a character named Doobie, who I forgot about. Oh, There's yeah. a zombie just named Doobie. Um, <laughs> and uh, then there are four monsters who show up like right at the end named Jones, Bonham, Page, and Plant. So Led Zeppelin is there. Um, The thing thing that is, I think, important to know as like a new, like having been exposed to this for the first time, is that Iraqi's tendency to do this creates an enormous legal problem for everyone trying to like bring Jojo into different international contexts. Because he's a, like originally publishing these in you know the the sort of weekly comics magazines, but when they do the anime adaptations, they have to rename a lot of the characters, and the things that they mm. go with are so good. Uh, Mary, do you have any favorite examples that we can? Share? Well, so early on, it gets like in the dub and stuff. It's pretty light, like it's a pretty light hand. So like uh, Bonham, the zombie is called Bornum. Um, okay. uh, Bornum. That's and, uh, that's my name. And <laughs> Bornum. My son is also named Bornum. Uh, <laughs> and like Bruford, who yeah is a member of Yes, uh, is named Blueford. Later on, it gets sillier. So like there is a character called Bad Company, but they're like, oh, we can't use that. So it's called Worst Company. <laughs> um, wow. Or like even the main protagonist of Part Four his stand power is called uh crazy diamond but they're like you know they went to pink floyd and they're just like can we use your name for this anime show about a man who punches people so good but then they heal and the spaghetti goes backwards um and he was just like i don't know what you just said but no so they're like okay it's (laughs) shining diamond now but the best one the unquestioned best oh my god ever done wasn't actually in the anime because they haven't adapted this part yet. And they almost certainly won't use this name when they do, but they they did a, a video game of Jojo, like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. There's a character, uh, in like one of the very later parts, um, called dirty deeds done dirt cheap well his no, he, he wow. this character he's he's the president well, okay yeah no he is the president and his name is funny president. valentine he has a power yeah his name is funny valentine he's the president he's the antagonist but the name of his okay. power his stand is called dirty deeds done dirt cheap and so normally now when they localize that they just call it d4c but okay. at the time when they first were like okay we have to localize this and we can't call it that because angus young will like flip out at us they called it filthy acts at a reasonable price (laughs) 
which is the funniest fucking thing. And I, I wish they, uh, they stuck with that. That's my business model. So yeah, what do you seriously. think happens to Speedwagon? Just like, what's your just guess? <sighs> you know, only after I watched, I kind of tried to look through Wikipedia to understand where this might fit mm-hmm. in. Because I texted Audrey in the middle of this and she was like, yeah, there's all kinds of different things. It's like a high school drama at some point. They go to New mm-hmm. York. They go, um, it, it's simply too much for me to keep track of. So there's a lot. Despite, you know, skimming through many scrolls through Wikipedia, I don't even feel like I really retained um, <laughs> any. I didn't follow any characters. Really. <laughs> what do I think is going to happen to him? I think I know that he goes to Egypt, but that's, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't know that I got enough sense of any character yeah. to really no, have yeah. any sense there is of what no could, way. Like, it this could sh- end after episode three yeah. and I, that would be, it, it doesn't set that up makes sense. like, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that could be, a, it could have ended at part three because, um, uh, like he could have just killed Dio in the fire. Dead. Jonathan yeah. is seemingly dead. Like the end. Um, got a mansion burning, very Jane Eyre. Exactly. That would have been, yeah, that's like the original cut. And then people were like, it feels almost like that was a point where like, he was like, well, it could end here if they don't want any more issues of this. And they're like, no, we love it. Keep writing. And then he was like, what if I make up a cool, um, a cool way to breathe, uh, which is sort of what the the powers are, uh, in part one is just that you have to breathe super good. And it creates sunlight. Is that you what use the power of the sun. With? Yeah. Cool. You, uh, you use the Hamon powers to create ripples of sunlight energy that destroy vampires. Um, it's extremely oh, convenient. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very, very convenient. Uh, there's an Italian man there who explains it all. And has a, also has a hat, big hat. He does have a big, cool hat. Um, so Speedwagon becomes an oil baron. Okay. Who, uh, basically his role is that he I- explains why later as the series goes on, the Joestar family is able to just like fly around the world and like has all this help to like fight vampires and monsters and stuff. And like, it's because he became super rich off oil in America. Um, and, and started this foundation, <laughs> the REO the speed- Speedwagon <laughs> Foundation. <laughs> Cool. Which and, is just all about fighting vampires yeah, and shit. The the Speedwagon Foundation has like multi-million dollar endowments and spends ridiculous amounts of money, but all it does is occasionally provide material aid to members of the Joestar family. Uh yeah, is, like definitely the members of that board are like, why this is ridiculous. <laughs> we have to stop doing this. It's a huge money pit. Yeah. Like we need to get into human rights or something, because this is absurd. Um yeah, Speedwagon, the the rate at which Speedwagon goes from, like, possibly, like, from credible threat to just, like, complete joke is, it's it takes, quick. like, 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, I think yeah. it's, it's less, honestly, it's I like, feel like. Well, because in the episode, he shows up, and he's just like, oi, you posho, you shouldn't have showed up in Ogre Street, what, what, I've got a hat, what, got a knife Blades. in it. Blades. Yeah. And he's, he does the, the trick. The hat is cool. And he throws it, and it, like, sticks into Jonathan's fucking bicep or something. I thought for sure his hand had been severed. Oh yeah. Wrong. Right. Yeah. But no. And then, um, and <laughs> well, no, cause he's credible for like another five minutes because he's supposed to be this cool badass. And like 
the way that you know that Dio is bad is that he's just like, even Speedwagon is afraid. Like, he is afraid of Dio, so you know Dio is, like, serious <laughs> business. But then Speedwagon, after that, like, never does anything ever again. Um, other than praise the rich family. Other, Yeah, he helps the rich family maintain their power. And, and uh, then gets kidnapped by Nazis. Nazis oh. do kidnap him, although he's fine. Does he just die in, of old age, I think, eventually? Yeah, yeah he, 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 he dies they, peacefully. They they at first are like, oh, Speedwagon died. And then like the, the Jojo of that part, who is Jonathan's grandson, is like very sad about it. But then he finds uh, Speedwagon, who is being held prisoner by the Nazis. Uh, in New Mexico? Yes, in New Mexico, I believe. Okay. Uh, and bu- busts him out. And then Speedwagon's like, great. I'm going to go. I have to go die now. <laughs> I'm actually good. Um, yeah. Like part one is, is funny because it, there's so many parts that could wrap up. Like you said, like at the end of episode three, that could have been it. That's obviously not it. What happens is basically Jonathan learns how to use well, ham we on should, powers. We should ask. I thought we were playing this game. I thought we should oh, yeah. ask. I don't know how easy it is to like guess this stuff because it's No, absurd. I had no context. But uh, Jonathan meets a kindly Italian man who explains how to punch frogs without killing them. Yeah, by breathing good. Um, Why would you want to punch frogs? Well, that you don't punch the frog. That's what's cool well. About it. It's funny. Like he's uh, Zeppeli is introduced, and he's like shows off his big power by punching a frog that's sitting on a rock. And he's able to split the rock that the frog is sitting on without harming the frog. And it's like, everyone's like, oh my God, that's so cool. And it's just like, what? Really useful talent. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But then he does cool stuff like um, he like pours out a glass of wine and like turns the wine into like spinning blades and uh, fights Jack the Ripper that way. Action Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's sort of a Christ thing for sure. (laughs) I mean, well, he I'd does, be and much then, more psyched on biblical stories if anything had been turned into blades. If if Christ had turned wine into like fucking knives, yeah. yeah. Uh, he does, and he does die for our sins. That's true. Zeppeli does die. Dio does kill him. Uh, yeah, Dio kills him, and then Jonathan. Basically, they're like on a ship. So Jonathan does beat Dio. Yes, he blows his entire body apart except um, for his head. His head falls off a cliff. And then he's on his like honeymoon on a boat with Arena. And then it turns out that Dio survived as a head. And um, Jonathan got over Arena sharing her first kiss with Dio. Apparently that was that will always be between them. No, well, no, 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 no. So they do say in the there is an editor's note from the editor of the manga saying that they had to go through a lot of years of couples therapy, Mm -hmm. but that eventually it, you know, sort of they went to see Freud. They worked through it. Yeah. I'm glad she comes back because I loved that she washed her mouth out with mud. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was a cool move. <laughs> um, this mud is cleaner than your mouth, Dio. God. So yeah, basically Dio comes back as a head while they're on this cruise ship to go to America as their honeymoon or something. Um, they blow up the boat and arena escapes in a coffin in a, yeah, Arena escapes with like some child that she yes. found on the boat and then with, later raises that child as her own. Who then marries her son, which is like pretty fucked up. Well, they're not related, but That's Yeah, like but they're the raised as siblings. That is like the OC. It's very OC. Yeah, it's very OC. Um and uh then it turns out that Dio's had attached itself to Jonathan's body 
and in doing so gained superpowers and like additional additional superpowers more superpowers and was just like laying at the bottom of the ocean for like a hundred years 50 years or something more it's like a hundred a hundred years and then yeah because it's like 1887 or something to like 1985 or something something like that and basically part three start like there's part two which is a whole different thing but part three starts when dio's body is like dredged up out of the ocean by fishermen and um when he's sort of like comes back to life it awakens the same powers in the joestar family and so then uh they have to go kill him again it gets real silly it's listen it's it's extremely normal this is how stories work uh he comes back with his rival's body and then uh which also means that all of his many illegitimate vampire children are also technically members of the joestar family because the deck that he is using to impregnate women is jonathan joestar's which okay. is right am i am i like that's that's Fair just enough. text in the in the in the franchise yeah no they're they're just ours yeah uh uh they got that birthmark that weird star birthmark yes uh which you don't i don't think you do you see the birthmark in part one no i don't I remember i don't think so yeah later on you you find out that every joe star has like this star on their shoulder it's like the birthmark because that's how birthmarks work the joe star gene um I have some mechanical questions. Yeah, please. yeah, please. Will the vampires ever bite or do they only stick their fingers oh God, beneath it's the so skin gross. to absorb the You'd think it I would be really like see that blood is coming out. You think it, it would be like, like less gross thing. like in um there's that Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s where uh there's a character called Morbius in Marvel who's a vampire but they were like oh we can't show a fucking vampire on kids tv in the 90s so we'll make him a weird mutant who's obsessed with plasma mm. and he steals people's plasma and no one really knows what that is he does that by just like putting his hands on them um and so it's like kind of cleaner and less gross and stuff but somehow iraqi was like how can i make a vampire more gross than just biting people oh i know they'll stick their fingers into their fucking veins and suck up all their blood like a weird vacuum which you you do learn later is uh because that is sort of the like mo of the creators of the stone mask uh, uh what's up with do. the mask so i actually don't remember if if vampires ever bite people in i don't JoJo. think they i do. don't think they do it's possible they do like once or twice basically the stone mask was created by these two really buff dudes and their adopted son and their whole thing was that they wanted to go sunbathing but the sun killed them so they invented the stone mask and it turns people into vampires so that they can be their food and then if they eat enough vampires then the sun won't kill them the sun won't kill them i forget it's kind of weird. and, and also for and, me to follow but and I also like it. also in order to in order to uh survive the sun they need uh, a gem that is named after a Steely Dan album. Mm-hmm. Cool. The Redstone of Asia. Yeah, the yeah. Redstone of oh, Asia. Oh, interesting. Uh, and also the name, the pillar men, these, the, the dudes who created the stone mask are named Cars, uh, Wamu, or Wham, uh, ACDC, which is spelled E-I-S-I-D-I-S-I. Cool. Uh, and, and Santana. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of funny. You find out that vampires are just were created to be food for like these like demigods. Um, <laughs> like it's so silly. And then there really aren't that many vampires again. 
No, because after that, Araki, I think, becomes too enamored with the the premise of stands in which he can sort of like draw dudes that look like the Jojo dudes, but that don't have to be even remotely realistic um, because they just are like these weird abstract representations of your psychic power uh, that, you know, have like they're weird- like tulpas. Yeah, they're like a person that you create using your mind powers that stands next to you. That's why they call That's it. That's why they call it a stand. Um, <laughs> except when it's just your hair or a sword or, or a boat, an electrical tower or a boat. It could even be a boat. It, could even, it is a boat. There it is a stand. This is the boat. Um, yeah, it's pretty explicit. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. It's more like Jojo's regular adventure. <laughs> Jojo's everyday adventure. I think if I were to adventure. watch, you know, 90 episodes, I would feel confident in my understanding. um yeah i don't know um part one they're all weird in their own way um like no part i think is really representative of the whole thing definitely a lot of the concepts that he's like working with later on are sort of getting established in the first part um and it's really sort of like laying the groundwork and you get to know these people they're really the most straightforward characters like jonathan is very just traditional like i'm a chivalrous Englishmen and later on they become like doofuses or assholes or like whatever. Um, Dio pretty much stays the same the whole time. That's fine. He's got his thing. He's got his thing already, right? He he does say, Iraqi does say in interviews that he feels like Jonathan is the most boring of the Joe stars, which I think is like objectively true because he wrote him to just be like the first one who is like, a, a, you know, an he's embodied. a gentleman. Yeah. I'm going to be a gentleman. I forgot how obsessed he is with that. Like in the first episode, he's like, I'm going to be a true gentleman, which means picking fights where I'm going to get my ass kicked and feeding my dog grapes. <laughs> Don't. And then, yeah. And then later on the sort of like men of the Joestar family become at varying points, either like weird pranksters like motorcycle hoodlums who call who uh, a motorcycle hoodlum who like calls his mama bitch constantly, uh, uh, which is supposed to be endearing. Uh, uh, how would you describe Joe? Like a, a a child who like his only his most important trait is that he will like literally murder you if you insult his hair. Yeah, I mean they just get weirder. I like Jonathan is just like I like him as like the bedrock of normalcy. This, this is normal. This is normal. You may not like it. This is what peak male performance looks like. Uh, it looks like a football player who just wears shoulder pads to protect his shoulders, but nothing to protect his sort of heart and other organs. Uh, but you got to protect those shoulders. Sadie, what questions? Because I feel like we've done a pretty good job of explaining it. But what questions do you have about the 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 franchise and your your sort of experience with Phantom Blood? I feel like I got too little taste, honestly. I don't know. Like, as I said earlier, I feel like from where it and the three episodes I watched, it could have just ended there. Um, so I'm curious how it can. It, it seems very soapy, I guess, in that it, it's all these different generations and mm-hmm. locales. And uh, it'd be, you know, again, to draw a parallel to television classic The O.C., um, I, I wouldn't have known we would get to where we are in season four 
from even the first three seasons. And so, I feel like uh, it, it would be hard for me to predict what's coming. Or can you tell even- us actually what happens in the OC from yeah, the first? Because I'm curious about what that. What is the stand equivalent of the OCs? Like, where where are we heading? Where? Well, I'm almost done with it now. Um, you just want like all the drastic spoilers. Please, yeah. Like who who dies? They've killed off one of the main characters at the end of the third season, and they've introduced a character that I can only describe as. Have you seen Gilmore Girls? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know that I like either. I don't like the OC. Is the other part? Oh of sure, yeah. So much of this, um, Paris from Gilmore mm-hmm. Girls. They've created a more annoying, <laughs> older version of her. Um, a more annoying Paris. Yeah, like like Paris at least sometimes is funny. We, we've seen her all along, so we're invested somewhat in her growth. Sure. There's mm-hmm. just a random character who's similar to Paris, keeps speaking in other languages, and this is now the new love interest for the the main character who lost oh, his no. main character love interest, and they just like won't let it go. I can't. I can't deal with now, the show anymore. Wh- at what point? The only good does... part of this fourth season, uh-huh. one character is running uh, like a like a sex work business for like hot young men to date the wealthy wives of Newport Beach, <laughs> which I'm enjoying. Um, and what's her name? Rachel, the one who plays Summer, who's another one of the main characters, mm-hmm. has gone to Brown University for a semester become really into environmental activism and is obsessed with bunnies now. So like that, if that's the most exciting part of the season that (laughs) this character is now wearing a lot of bunny print outfits, you know, it's pretty drastically bad. Well, wait, at what point does someone get shot? The shooting is the end of season two, and I greatly enjoyed that scene. Okay, yeah. Um, when when sort of died. everyone gets shot, and then they, you think they're dead, but they keep getting back up and shooting each other, and Andy Samberg is there, and it's like a whole fun thing. What? Wait, sorry, is Andy, is Andy no, Samberg in No, I'm the talking scene? about Dear Sister. Isn't that the OC? What's Dear Sister? It was like one of the earliest SNL bits that like got a cult like YouTube oh, following. yes. Um, yes. It's when it plays that Imogen Heap song. It's a parody oh, of that scene. yeah, yeah. So I didn't really watch TV until 2011. So I'm just doing so much catching up for the past decade. So I know that this is an SNL skit, but um, only from reading Wikipedia about the. Oh OC. yeah, no, I wasn't watching SNL at the time. <laughs> I don't think I've even seen that episode of The OC. I've just seen that. That so, bit. so I, I, coming at this from the perspective of someone who does not know anything about the OC, my impression is that that Imogen Heap song is the roundabout of the OC, mm-hmm. right? It's, that sort of, yeah. there's like a very dramatic cliffhanger and then like the two, you know, Seth and Except Ryan are staring at each other and then they're the like- It's the opposite mm-hmm. because oh. uh, roundabout happens right before something is about to happen. Uh, the Imogen Heap song starts playing as soon as something happens. Okay. Like someone gets shot and then it starts. Suddenly it's in playing. slow-mo. He's spitting yeah. blood. Oh, I it's see. Yeah. Good. So that's very different. Yeah. Mm. But I think they could learn, learn something from, from Jojo, like end an episode and someone's so the like timing, slowly. The timing, the timing of it. Yeah. Pulls yeah. up the gun. Pulling out the gun and then it just like freezes and says to be continued. <laughs> uh, wow. That's a, uh, that's fascinating. Have you I seen like- Gossip Girl? Yes, I've seen Gossip so, Girl. So it's the same creator and showrunner, I think, 
Um, OC yeah, Joshua was his, Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. Yep. So I feel like he took the exact same formula of the OC. The characters are like the same. We have the same, you know, couples in relationships. Um, they kind of all look the same, which is Adam Brody is the actor whose name I couldn't remember before. Wound up marrying. Um, oh, yeah. The, the summer of like the uh, of Gossip Girl. It's like yeah, the same yeah, yeah. formula, just much campier, funnier. There's like mysteries involved. I just feel like I was, I've, I've spoiled myself for teen shows in that the first one I watched was Veronica Mars. Mm. And I watched, um, I watched Gossip Girl before the OC and it's just like the same show, but slightly bet Gossip Girl slightly better. So I'm not enjoying my task this month of who, watching the OC, but who, who would you say are the, the Jonathan Joestar and Dio of Gossip Girl? Cause this, I feel like I have some, some, uh, knowledge of is, uh, is Dan, the, I mean, honestly, are. he, he's like very rich, but I feel like Chuck is the Dio of Gossip Girl. Chuck is definitely the Dio, but he's very rich as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe Dan is the, the Jonathan. It doesn't or work Rufus. as well as, yeah, yeah, we can have, we can, we can Rufus. Mary, what are your feelings about Gossip Girl and its connections to the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure expanded universe? Uh, Gossip Girl, go, go, go. I I don't know. That's, that's not where I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work on that later. I'm Dan Goji. (laughs) Dan Gyoji. Oh, it's just like Gossip Girl. Go, go. Um, Go, go. It's Bizarre Adventure. Um, I haven't seen enough American television to be able to speak intelligently to this topic. There's not enough punching in, in Gossip Girl for the the parallel to work as well. Mm, yeah, the OC, because Ryan is very punchy. He's sort he's of, just, that's... He's just punching. This, right. The solution to his problems. He got into engineering for a moment. Oh, good for back him. to punching. Oh. Well, you know, Sandy tried, but... Sandy's sometimes... mostly mostly pretty good. Yeah. Well, okay. So before, before we, cause I, I don't know, like, man, George Josar, what a fucking Mark. Oh yeah. yeah. No, he's, I mean, he's a rich, he's a, a mental posho. Like what, what are you going to do? An idiot. He's just like, it, it is very funny though. Every time Jonathan is like, Dio did this thing. And George is like, you must respect Dio. He's your own brother. Even though he clearly murdered this dog. And he's probably going to murder me too. Yeah. Every time Dio Dio brings uh George his tea, his like medicine. <laughs> and then oh, you yeah. just like see him put the poison. That's very like Victorian shit of just like <laughs> like just like, oh here, drink your medicine, father. And it's just like, oh thank it's, you, Dio. It's very it's very phantom thread. I wonder if mm. Lady Gaga has seen this show. Because not only does she have Danny dogs, but um, is it the paparazzi video where she's just bringing uh, Alexander Skarsgård poison in a in a tea as his oh, little medicine? Oh, yeah. Or maybe it's just a. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna stick with it. Lady Gaga is a fan of this show. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. Uh, Lady Gaga's bizarre adventure, Joanne Joanne. Yeah, yeah. See, it's a dog whistle for us. <laughs> the hats. It just, it, it really fits. You know, one of her hats has blades. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's like the the every outfit that Lady Gaga wears in both the telephone and uh, bad romance music videos functionally look like stands. You would you could definitely kill someone with those. Yeah. Uh, the the premise of like bra that has flamethrowers coming out of it is like very Jojo of just like there are flamethrowers coming out of my pecs. Because mm-hmm. there are no women in, in JoJo. There are just like, right, I wouldn't even know. Because there's not like even a, a female male uh, main character until part six. But my understanding from talking to you, Merritt, is that basically he just like did a male character and then gave her, um, a, like, was like, I don't know. Yeah, so there are women throughout JoJo, but they're not really, they don't really do anything. Like, I mean, you have arena is the first in a long line of women characters who is there, who are there to just like, sort of just be kind of plot devices. Like later on, uh, there's threatened by Dio. There's a mother. Yeah. To be threatened by Dio because there's a mother, uh, character who is sort of the impetus for one of the Joe stars going to kill Dio because his mom gets sick with Dio disease. Um, it's, it's, we've all it's been there. Very strange. Um, but uh, in part six, the the Jojo is a woman. Um, and uh, kind of, because it's clear that he's just like, oh, what are ladies like? They're just like dudes, right? Like, it, which is kind of funny. And like, um, but like, yeah, she clearly is just like a, a Joe star. Just, you know, she's she's it's exactly the same thing. Um, she's like a fun character, but, uh, yeah, much like dogs, Iraqi has like never seen, uh, or spoken to a woman. He's also never spoken to a dog. Her last name um, is Cujo. Yeah. Jolene Cujo. Because so maybe uh, he's trying to get dogs in there. Ah, yeah. She is the daughter of Jotaro Cujo, who is the part three protagonist who is just a total asshole who then decides to become a re- marine biologist. Yeah, speaking speaking of comparisons to the OC, he does become interested in science. Yes, except <clears throat> instead of becoming an engineer, he becomes a marine biologist yes. for zero Which reason. Which is cooler. Um, he, he, he just like looked, they're like, he looked at a starfish or something and then became a marine biologist. Yeah. Uh, yep, and then his daughter goes to jail. And, uh, and his brain gets put on a floppy disk. A CD. Or, sorry, a CD. I always think it's a floppy disk. We can anyway, all only dream for that to we, happen to us. You know, I think we've all been there. Uh, Mondays, am I right? Totally. Uh, do, do we feel like there's anything else we, we need to sort of cover? Do we feel like we've appropriately gotten through the entirety of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1, Phantom Blood? I mean... I feel like I know a lot about a show that I've only seen about <laughs> 64 minutes of, so Yeah. Hell yeah. I think you should watch like at least one more episode just so you meet Zeppeli because okay. he's he's really fun. Um he is, yeah, he's the Italian man who, after an encounter with the stone mask in his youth, basically learned martial arts and how to breathe really well so that you can punch a hole through a vampire. I would love to learn that skill. Right? It could it's just a skill we can all use in our I've day-to-day got lives. Time on my hands yeah. here at home to right. learn how to breathe sunlight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a great. Uh, I would love to have that skill of being able to sort of like destroy invisible enemies. But I mean, it would be so useful considering all the vampires that yeah. exist in the world and, and are real. Listen, as I always say, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Democracy dies in a lack of. You hormone. know, every morning I go out and I 
expose my yoni to the sun <laughs> to get superpowers. <laughs> can I put a change.org petition on your uh, please. radar? Yeah, it's, please. It's got 880. How are people signing this as I look at it? Is this recent? Uh, it's close to a thousand signatures and it's to get Billie Eilish to voice Jolene Cujo and Jojo. Perkins <laughs> stuff. Oh, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, they look, cause I mean, you've seen those photos, right? Like the looks are very they look similar. pretty similar. They yeah. look similar. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably it. Sadie, do you want to tell us about this new album? Yeah, I have an album coming out. September 25th, I think that's the date. Shouldn't I know by now? Uh, it's called Haunted Painting. It's by my project, Sad 13. Um, I produced it. I played a bunch of instruments. And there's a, at least one video where I play a vampire. So, yeah, get me to voice. Tie-in. I can't believe um, you held that, held that out yeah, on us. I, wow, wow. I play a 1950s vampire. So, it's honestly quite similar to... Damn. to Jojo in terms of period vampires. Uh, I got a lot of denture glue in my <laughs> mouth doing it. And th- that does not taste very good. I can't believe people with dentures have to put such a foul taste. Why is nobody talking about mouth. this? That's why you have to use your fingers. Got to yeah. use your, use my fingers as, as vampire fangs. Just eat with your hands. Just, yeah. you know, you just cool. stick your fingers into the, the that's how it works. It's easier. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. And, and yeah, you, if we had, if I had seen Jojo in advance of this video, I probably would have just stuck my fingers into someone's throat instead of putting all this glue in my mouth. See this Jojo saves lives and mouths is sort mm-hmm. of this the is thesis a PSA of this for future yeah. vampire videos. And you, 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 al- you also did uh, a recent interpretation of the uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure theme song. No, no, I wish of jo- I wish I had done it. Of, yes, oh, sorry, one. sorry. The sister series of of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I, I did Adventure. the OC. This is the second time now that I've done like a theme song cover where I cover a song in its theme song thirty second edit, and I did the OC song. But I did it when I was like I had just started season two, maybe. And I'm glad I did it early on because the longer this show drags on, the more I do really hate it. <laughs> You're done with California. I am. I do love Phantom Planet, though. I think I'm still a big fan of that band. So good match. Phantom yeah. Planet, Phantom Blood. They did Phantom like a vampire Thread. cult zombie album. It's get all. It all comes together. Yeah. All comes full circle. Uh, speaking of circles. Is that anything? Nope, that's nothing. Well, as uh, can, can I, I Sadie, I want to ask you the question that I I normally ask Merritt at the end of these episodes. Oh gosh, uh, so much which pressure. is will no 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 this is it's just a totally normal question, uh, which is uh will will you be watching more JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Don't don't I, feel obligated to give any any particular answer. I'm not sure. It's a lot. I feel like I've watched enough right now that I don't have to watch the entire thing. But if I go much farther, I will. And as, as evidenced by the fact that I hate the OC and I've watched like 90 hours of it already. (laughs) Um, and there are a lot of episodes. So because I know that I am, it's the same with like a book. If I start a book and I hate it, I'll still read it to the end. If I watch like two hours of a show and I hate it, I will still watch it until it ends um, and I wind up stuck with a lot of shows that I'm like not totally no. jazzed on. 
So if a show has a lot of episodes, I'm very trepidatious about pl- diving in. So I got to th- I got to think about it. Sure. And I got to finish the OC before I make any real real choices here and then maybe take a month off TV cuz this is a fucked up amount of um of teens I've been watching. That's fair. The very reasonable answer. <laughs> I'm uh, not opposed though. Uh, and I might is, prefer to read the manga first. Maybe we'll see if, if you know what, what I would say you could read the manga first because it certainly goes a lot quicker. Um, you can just power through it real fast. I think a lot of it, it has been officially released and translated at this point. Um, definitely part like definitely up through part three, the whole thing. Ha- or I mean, oh, not, really? not, not, uh, maybe not like seven, but at least the parts that have been anime, Oh, cool. Yeah. So all have these like very fancy. Because when I read them, a lot of them hadn't been officially released. And so I was reading fan or fan translations, Uh. uh, scanlations. And like some of them were really bad. Like I was reading some from the 90s because they were the only ones around. And like some of the memes uh, from Jojo also come from the really bad fan translations that were going around. Oh, that reminds me. We should. I wanted to bring this up at the beginning of the episode and I forgot just because I think it's interesting. Um, cause we also mentioned Michael DeForge earlier in this episode, uh, yesterday. I don't remember who put this together. Uh, but it was, uh, I think it was Michael and Sophia Foster Domino. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, did a fan dub of Akira that played on Twitch last night, the night before we recorded this that I really, really enjoyed, uh, that I believe will be re-airing on like Thursday of this week. If you're watching right when this goes up or listening right when this goes up, I don't know. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was really fun and I feel like I would enjoy if weird like fan dubs became sort of like a more regular part of, uh, the, the quarantine experience. I would love that. And you asked me at the top of the episode, my interest in anime as a kid, I was definitely on message boards, like recording from my shitty desktop computer, mic, my own, I would, I was like submitting my own lines for fan dubs that were done on message oh boards as like a 10 year old. So I would definitely get into something like do that. Do you, do you, do you remember, uh, what those were f- like, what series those were for? It and was what for characters? Sailor Moon, but I don't remember much beyond that. Cause I if was literally you, 10 years old. If you were to contribute to a fan dub of these episodes of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which character would you, uh, want to dub? Ooh. I mean, Danny, honestly, Danny. but he doesn't yeah. have too much to say. <laughs> we could write some, we could write some lies for Danny. Well, give, justice for or, Danny. I'm Danny. Please don't put me in the incinerator. <laughs> oh, Feed me grapes. It, it's really uh, hot in here. Merritt's audition is pretty good. She might have I just got grapes. the role of Danny. <laughs> you really caught, you nailed it. That's exactly really what we've been thinking. Got That's how I was essence. hearing him in my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a really fantastic where, where else can people find, uh, information about this album and, uh, your OC cover and all the other oh stuff my that you're God. working on? Well, I'm just on social media at sad 13, which is S A D one three. Um, but I got the best URL for this album. It used to be that my, my website was sad 13.com just fully spelled out. Um, to get S A D one three.com, I have to spend so much money. So I now have sad13.horse. So you can yeah. go to sad13.horse and you can uh, you can buy the record. You can buy some some tea that I've been religiously taste testing for about as long as I've been watching the OC. Um, yeah, that, that's that's just about the place to go. Awesome. And uh, if you want to 
If you I can't believe listener, I didn't also talk about the very first shot of this whole show, which is a dead horse. Oh my god, yeah. That's no, animals brave. in general don't do so. If you're an animal and you find yourself in a Iraqi production, just run. Just get out of there as fast <laughs> as you can. Um but uh, if you, the listener, want to hear more Fanbyte podcasts, you can go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts for all of our shows. Uh, you can follow Fanbyte on Twitter at Fanbyte Media. And you can follow Eric on Twitter at Eric Therm. And I am on Twitter at Merrick K. Come check out the photos of the Gunpla I'm building. I'm getting into Gunpla now. I'm very normal. Are you talking to Audrey about this? Yeah, we've, we've, so, okay, very, very briefly, I bought uh, a gunpla kit and I was very excited about it to have like something mindless to do with my hands. And then I opened it and was like, I forgot how to do this. And then Audrey sent me a long series of texts being like, you idiot, you have to buy like several different toolkits in order to build the models of anime robots for children. But she can tell you what tools. Yes, I have the tools now, and I'm, sl- I'm, I'm. That's why I'm telling people get on my Twitter, check out uh, my gunpla photos. Very powerful, nice. very good stuff. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think that's it. Uh, so until the next episode of this mini series, Merit, do you think we need a JoJo specific sign off? Uh, for for this one, what would that be? Uh, we could like hit him with a yara yara does a. We'll see you in Egypt. Yeah, we could. You could. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's still Next still year the. In Egypt. I think just every episode just needs to end with roundabout. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> To be that's that until uh, maybe maybe we'll do like until next time. That's the power of our stands. Or just uh, until next time to be continued. I don't know if we'll actually have the uh, the rights to use yes. So uh, let's get we can get a mini version. If it's not in here, just imagine it. Yeah, just put go to Spotify. Go to don't go to Spotify. Buy uh, the album and then start playing Roundabout. Uh, And yeah, until next time. I will make an 8-bit version of Roundabout for like five bucks for like the cost of a bagel. Nice. And you can have the rights. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, that's and that'll be that'll be so you'll you'll be hearing that (laughs) now. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) 